How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Conti and Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> the first time they go offense, they take Jordan Love. They take Jordan Love. Listen, Matisse Thibel will lock up. CP3. Oh my god. Chris Paul. Oh my god. Chris Paul, baby. Oh. Right, Will? Nope, I totally disagree. Like, look. <laughs> Welcome back to Conti and Nick. I drank a beer. The one you were. I drank another beer. Yup. Three beers. What? Four beers. What? Five beers. What? Six beers. What? Seven beers. What? Eight beers. What? Nine beers. What? <laughs> and that's how many picks we're going to be doing in the mock draft. Welcome back to Conti and Nick, where it's the one year special. Uh, you one know, beer. It's the one beer special. The one, one year. year. Two, two year. year. Three not year. one, not two, not three. Don't bring up that asshole. Uh, but it made sense. Nothing makes sense. Nothing with him makes sense. <laughs> okay, Gino. Gino doesn't like LeBron. For That's those who didn't know, that, understatement that, of the century. That is an understatement. At the current time of recording, right now I'm eating a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> How is it? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Nice and simple. Good. I don't put anything crazy in there that makes me have to be within five feet of the toilet. Smart, you know. Nice That's and smart. simple. It fills me up. But you know what? It doesn't go too crazy, you know. So uh, that's. I always hear that it's like Chipotle. Is the one that has you on the toilet, like next to Taco Bell. Well, it depends on what type of if you get any sort of hot sauce. Oh right yeah, because no, I've tried it with hot sauce, and can confirm, yeah, you can't eat it without being within five feet of the toilet. I feel so. Uh, sorry to get graphic on you. Guys. <laughs> no, it happens. They had Haitian food night last night at, at Chipotle. Uh, no, 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 uh, at ECC. Oh, in the crowd, did you eat it? Uh, there, yeah, there was like, uh, like y yuca or something. I don't know. It was pretty good. You didn't right. even like the cochinas I brought for you I last did, week. I did not. It's literally ground chicken and mashed potatoes and and like a breadcrumb, like yeah. fried breadcrumb. I, I couldn't That's get it. down. I couldn't get down with it. No, I tried. You took a bite and you go, ah. And it actually I blame the no sense of smell. I did. What? You, know what? you just have a get out of jail free card for the rest of your life. I do. I, I tell people, like, I tell Will all the time. I tell people this too, for those of you who are listening. One day, like, like Will Nicholson on his deathbed is just going to be like, boys, I could smell this whole time. <laughs> It'll <laughs> be my last words. It's all a ruse. And we're all just going to be around him crying, you know. And my parents like, thought I was lying when I was younger. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean you can't smell? And then they, like, took me to a doctor. They're like, no, you can't. Yeah, and then, Bill, and then Bill Nick, just, like, a couple of months ago, found, like, this miraculous explanation. Yeah. Do you remember that? I don't even remember what it was. It was It was just like, guys, I think I figured it out. It's and then not it, was, true. it was just like, we were just like, what? Bill Nick. Bill so Nick is crazy. I think he's listening in today, though. By the way, if, uh, before we get started, if you want to fill out this form as we go on, we're going to be looking through it progressively because uh we're doing the mock draft this is how me and gino started the first ever episode of conti and nick we're here 48 episodes later and uh we've come full circle uh this this draft is i think less hyped but it's i'd say it's because it's a defensive draft and last year was to all me offense. that means it's more hype exactly see to, I, to the media though everyone had a mock draft last year everyone so here's the thing like i look at this draft and first of all it is absolutely crazy that we've come Full circle. Episode one was this just with last year's prospects. Yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely insane to me. But anyways, it's like you look at this draft, and before we really like get into like the picks, today we're doing one through sixteen. Uh next week we're gonna be doing seventeen through thirty-two. So this is the first part of a two-part series here. Yeah. Um I think it's absolutely crazy that I've looked at so many mock drafts, you know, because I want to get the experts 
you know, experts work. Yeah. Because more often than not, they have the team's phone number. They know what they're like. They, they have the intel as to what they want. You Mel know, Kiper soccer. Yeah, what they're looking for. Sure. Hey, like, Todd, 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 Todd. That's time of again. It is that time of <laughs> But anyways, like I, I tried to get a good grip on what exactly is going to happen with the number one pick. Nobody has a concrete answer. No, you know, like we kind of have one that we think will happen, but at the same time, it is entirely plausible that more than one person, like there are potentially like three to five people who could be taken with this number one pick. Absolutely, I'd say about three of them are likely, two of them not so likely, but it is entirely plausible that five different people could be in this number one pick. Do you know what I mean? No, I I agree. It is crazy. I mean. Last year, it was a slam dunk. I mean, before the draft even started, okay, or like even we were talking about mock drafts, Trevor Lawrence is going one. We knew that. Then by the time we were in April, we had pretty much the top three. I had the top four, um, and then it fell off from there pretty much. Yeah, and, but as much as they change, as much, as much as things change, the more they stay the same. The Jaguars were the number one pick last yep. year. The Jaguars are the number one pick yep. this there year. There we go. So. The Jets are picking twice in the top ten. Absolutely. You know, I, the very first episode, I made a jack, uh, joke that the Jets can't draft. Period. Um, it's period, and it still stands. Yep. <laughs> it still well, absolutely that's stands. Not true. They, they drafted well. Yeah. Last year, they drafted well. I'll, I'll give them that. But, uh, yeah, you want to kind of jump into things right here, go into the, the number one overall? No. Okay. All right, so you go. That'll be it. <laughs> so, See you later. <laughs> The number one overall, actually, you know what? Before that, I, I want to announce a trade because me and Gino, we said we're gonna do trades, and this one's pretty big, and I do think it'll actually happen before the draft. Uh, and look, this is a rough estimate for me, and I really liked running with this whole concept of Detroit trading back. So you know, I will, I'll do my uh, Goodell, and uh, the Detroit Lions will trade pick. Will trade back to pick number five and number seven, and the Giants will trade up to number two, getting the number two and number thirty-two. The Lions oh, will also get a twenty twenty-three second and a twenty twenty-four second. Wow. Which don't get me wrong, that's not out of the realm of possibility. It's a very realistic thing that could happen. So you have the Giants picking second now. I have the Giants picking second. So. Shit, all right. So for wow. the, that that was my trade. I'll start with my number one overall. We talked about this last week. I have Aiden Hutchinson. Edge rusher from Michigan going number one overall. Uh, I mean, he's kind of been the slam dunk for a while now. And I've, I've heard Trayvon Walker, and I've heard that, oh, you know, the, the Jags, the, the Jags GM likes to take athletic freaks. Well, I agree. Last year, we did the, I feel like we did the same thing with uh, the 49ers, where we said, oh, you know, he wants Kirk Cousins. Mac Jones is going to go three. And then they do end up going with the guy who we all thought should go there. In Trey Lance. So, yeah, g- give me uh, Hutchins in here. I think he's going to be really good. And th- this is what I think the Lions are thinking, too. You know, I think it's Hutch or Bus. If they don't get Hutchinson, I think they trade back here. And in this scenario, I, that's what I'm rolling with. All right, cool. So, number one overall pick. Don't get used to it, folks. We agree. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, def- oh, definitely don't get used yeah, to it. Yeah, do not get used to it. <laughs> like, last year, me and Gino didn't do trades, and we just kind of, like, rolled with what was happening. We did trades this year. We're not, this is probably the only one we're going to agree on. I'm yeah. not going to lie. And, and you know what? I, I will <laughs> I'll be like, hallelujah. If, like, it, it won't. It literally won't. I guarantee it. Which, you know what? It's fine. You know, <laughs> and if you guys have any mock drafts at all, and if you make mock drafts on the Google form, if you had made one just writing it down on a piece of paper or just for your own pleasure. This year's fun. It's no, it's no slam there dunk. There's no right or wrong yeah. answer. That's the thing. Tra- and you know what? Like, 
Will and I are going to be disagreeing a lot, I feel like, but it's not going to be in the sense of, yeah. oh, Nicholson, you're great. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, it's like, just going to be there legitimately. I will say, yeah. my picks are all over the place, but every single one makes sense. Yeah. And and no matter how much we differ, it's never going to be like we said. Oh, you, you suck, Nicholson. Or you, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that's absolutely. not how it's going to be. But anyway, so the number one overall pick, I have Aiden Hutchinson. And let me just kind of go into this real quick. The only reason I actually have Aiden Hutchinson going at the number one pick is because of what the Jaguars did in the off season, and because of what they did last year in the draft. Believe it or not, last year in the draft in the third round, they picked Walker Lim- uh, Walker Little. Out of Stanford, and you may be saying, "Well, why would they not pick Evan Neal or Akonwu over a third-round pick?" Well, that's be well over a third-round pick. Well, that's because Walker Little didn't play for about three years or two and a half, three years before he got drafted. But coming out of high school and playing in his freshman year, he was going to be—he was supposed to be like the next big thing. He was supposed to be the next big tackle, and I think that Jacksonville really doesn't have anything to lose, so they want to bank on his development. And then let's not forget in the offseason, they signed Cam Robinson and they signed Brandon Sher. Two pretty big, sizable contracts for offensive linemen. So in my opinion, I think they've done what they've needed to do in that department. And in their eyes, they have. Okay. And if, you, if you're all set there in your, in your view, take the slam dunk. Take Aiden Hutchinson. Doug Peterson has been known for having great defensive linemen in his time in Philadelphia. He had Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I wouldn't put Derek Barnett in the great class, but he was good. Okay, so he, I mean, he had, um, didn't he have Malik Jackson for a time too, I believe? All right, I could be, I could be tripping, but okay. I, you know, but anyways, I think that Aiden Hutchinson is a slam dunk number one overall pick. It makes and, the most sense. Yeah, for and sure. please don't take Trayvon Walker, okay? It's, I understand the upside, I do. But He's more Aiden, athletic. Yes, athletic, take athletic. Aiden Hutchinson. Please do the right thing, Jacksonville. I agree. It'll be crazy if they don't, because my mock draft is purely on the, it, the Giants, or not the Giants, the Lions being uh, Aiden Hutchinson or Buss. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so this is this is where it gets crazy for me. <laughs> this is where it gets off the rails where we go to number two. Uh-huh. Uh, I, obviously, I have the Giants trading up, and I have them taking Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, at number two overall. I think it's about time they move on from Daniel Jones. And they really like Malik Willis. They've been taking a good look at him. Detroit's kind of been putting up a smoke show, I feel like, talking about Detroit. Might want to get him. But I, th- I think this would be a great move because if you're Detroit, you're going to get a haul for this pick, absolutely. And if you are the Giants, I mean, you're going to go up, you're going to get your guy, you move on from Jan- Daniel Jones, and maybe you get a couple of those picks back that you're you're giving up right now. So, I don't know, maybe Atlanta. I mean, I think Daniel Jones is probably better than Marcus Mariota. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think it's time for them to move on from Daniel Jones and take Malik Willis the way in last year's draft. The Jets decided they're going to move on from Sam Darnold and move to Zach Wilson. Yeah. So this is the trade I got. I got Malik Wilson number two. Cool. So I also have a trade. Ooh. And I don't know if you consider this a green, but I actually also have Malik Willis Ooh. being taken number I'll two. I'll take it, yeah. But it's to a different team. And this is going to be out of left field. You ready? Yeah. I have the Atlanta Falcons. Whoa! Moving up. Moving Whoa! Up. <laughs> so number two All right, I'm down for this. I don't. Ha- I didn't use the specifics of the returns like you did. I okay. should. I definitely should have. I okay. used the PFF maker. It was yeah. Pretty easy. So I yeah. essentially, but like, assuming that other stuff would be thrown in because obviously it would. Yeah. Okay. I'm just having them swap for intents and purposes of this yes. draft. Okay. So I have the Atlanta Falcons coming up and taking Malik Willis. I like man. it. I, like I mean, it. listen. I like Marcus Mariota as much as the next guy. 
But we all know, we've seen him and we've seen what he can do. And we know that unless it's in a very specific environment, it's not really to winning football games. And yes, you could say he had that playoff win against the Chiefs, but that was pre-Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect to Alex Smith, okay? I think that Arthur Smith, okay, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, being with the Tennessee Titans, almost making making it to the Super Bowl, he's not going to take anything less than going for a home run and swinging it. He wants to run that football, okay, and he wants to have a dynamic offense where he can have designs to draw run plays for Malik Willis. He can hand it off to Patterson. He can yeah. hand it off to anybody really he wants to, okay, and he's going to be dynamic with Kyle Pitts, and I just think that Absolutely. we are going to see a whole different era in Atlanta with Malik Willis there, with Cordell Patterson, when Calvin Ridley comes back next year, okay, and then Kyle Pitts, and I think that they're going to draft some receivers later on because this is a deep, this is a pretty deep receiver class too. Nothing crazy, crazy standouts like a Chase or Jefferson, but a lot of really solid guys who could make some impact. That's why I think they pass on a receiver. They take their guy now and they make some noise, or at least they try to make some noise. See what I like can it. Do that's a yeah, that's a great pick. And as far as Malik Willis goes, he might be the most boomer bust prospect at quarterback we've had in a while. People say he has the ceiling, and even more than Zach Wilson, because Zach Wilson, everyone said had crazy ceiling. Malik Wilson, they're saying, can have the athletic ability of Lamar Jackson with like a Mahomes-esque arm. The way right. this kid, well, no, no, that's his, that's his ceiling, though. You know what I mean? Like he, he could be up there. He has an electric arm. If you watched his pro day, and again, pro day, give or take, we talked about this last year. But even him at the combine, I mean, that thing just comes off his, his arm so naturally, and he's able to just throw bullets down the field. Yeah, no now, pads and no linemen. Sure, nothing. absolutely. But even if you watch the film, he did make plays like that. And he's super athletic, like an ultra-athletic kid. He's able to make plays outside of the pocket. He's a dynamic runner, and he's got a big arm. So he, he could be crazy good. Like, he could be insanely good. But the accuracy is trouble. He has had trouble going to his, uh, like, later reads. I'd say third, third or fourth. So he's gonna have to be worked on, and I, you know, I, I think Atlanta would be a great spot and for him you know to what? land Before too. Before his final year at Liberty, he was accused of being real lazy. Yeah, he was, and he transferred to Liberty because he wasn't in their plans. He went there because he wanted to be a student of the game, and definitely he improved upon that. He improved his knowledge a little bit, but at the same time, that history of laziness, which we'll go over with another prospect pretty soon, yeah. is still there. And you know what? I, I think that Arthur Smith. In a, in a very run-heavy offense, which, of course, coming from the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, they love to do. I mean, I think round – I'm sorry, not round one. Year one with this kid, you can have a blast with him. Okay, yeah. year one, you can have a blast with him. There will be probably questions about his durability, which it's, I have. It's going to remind me of Kyler's rookie year. I yeah, feel we'll like. see. But when yeah. Kyler was like – they lost like so many games, but you were like, okay, like he's – he they should keep rolling with him. Yeah, you know, and I, I genuinely think that – this year, you can have some fun with them. You know, just get the city of Atlanta something to cheer about. Okay, yeah. and then next year, you get Ridley back. Hopefully, you get some guys next year in the draft and this year in the draft. Yeah. Okay, be, be ready. Be excited. I think Atlanta would obviously have to give up a haul, and Detroit would get a big return. They would. But, I mean, I think it's worth it for especially who I have them taking eighth overall because that's what the Falcons had. Love it. So, hell yeah, man. Love it. All right, so we're going to move to number three. Houston, I have them taking Devin, or sorry, not Devin, Derek Singletary Jr., cornerback from LSU. Derek it, Stingley? Oh, St- was it Stingley? Yeah, oh, my bad. Derek I wrote it Stingley. wrong. <laughs> Singletary, the running back. No, my bad. My bad. <laughs> or my the, bad. the Bills. 
You're good. That you know what? Huge reach, bro. Holy I, it's, moly. it's a pretty big reach. It's That's a pretty a big huge reach. reach. Look, when we talk about LSU corners, I mean, originally I I had Kyle Hamilton going there, but I think he falls. I do think he falls. And look, if you're talking about this kid's probably the best corner in the draft. And if you're Houston, I think it's time for you Holy to build on that. That's, oh, I, I, yeah, he ain't the best corner in the draft. Uh, there's a guy I like more, according to draft boards, though. He's he's the best corner in the draft. I have that guy no, going next. Not. Don't he don't you not. worry. He could be. By the way, uh, recapping the that thing real quick. A huge. A lot of people said Hutchinson. People have uh, Tavon Walker and Tibbs going second, and a lot of people. Yeah, and then a, a good amount of people have uh, Ike Okongwu going going third. That is ridiculous. I, oh, I know. Moly, I know. That is ridiculous. I know. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but... A little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I could see it happen. If you want to go corner, I mean, he's a pretty safe bet. People have questions about... No, he's not. People have questions about Sauce. He is not. What? There yeah. are no questions about Oh, there's about questions sauce. about Sauce. There are questions about Stingley. Stingley I... had a great freshman year, and that's it. If, hey, if you're Houston, oh, you take the risk goodness. with it. You take the risk with it. Oh, no. Who do you got, Conti? Ike Makonwu. At number three, I have Ike Makonwu. That's fair. Get, oh, my, Will. Will. Sorry, Conti. Will. I mean, the Texans are going to get Ike Makonwu. Oh, him and Laramie Tunsil are going to be great. Him and sure. Laramie Tunsil are going to be great, sure. man. Like, why would you take it, Kim? Hey, why would you take they're, Stingley? They're a rebuilding team. Go get, no go get a corner. Go get a corner. Go get an LSU corner, then nonetheless. Take sauce if you're gonna take a corner. Hey, big time school LSU, known for their defense. You go take a corner from there. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't even. At Camocon, there's a lot of debating. Okay, whether or not you go with Iki or you go with, um, sorry, you go with Evan Neal. I don't I have Iki going for a while. I'm perplexed. I'm sorry. I'm. Just I don't have, I don't have Iki going for a while. I'm oh god! I don't have him going through. I'm perplexed right minute. now, man. I'm sorry. But for anyways, a minute. there there's a lot of debate on. Whether hey, someone, two people agree with me here. Huh? That's yeah, for the fourth pick. Yeah, we're on. Oh no, we're on we're third. third. <laughs> Still, that's not that's not that much of a reach. It's a reach. I, I don't it's think it's that much. Reach, I don't think it's that much. I think he's a great man's man corner. I think he'll be, he'll do great. He... Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that Kamikonwu definitely will make a great pairing and eventually will be a great replacement for Laramie Tunsil because I believe next year, unfortunately, they're not going to want to pay Laramie because they're a rebuilding team. They want to save their money all that they can. And I think Kamikonwu right now is a good prospect, a really good prospect. He can plug and play day one. And at the same time, he has a lot of growth to develop. I think that Kamikonwu... Three people agree with me here for the number three overall pick. Yeah. I mean, and if Colin Ames was being serious, he I, probably would yeah, too. I think he would too. <laughs> okay, but I think that the Kamikamu there is your you have a home run here. If you take Evan Neal, they're stingy, baby. It, no, <laughs> if you have Evan Neal, that's fine. Okay, if you have Charles Cross, even even with Tunsil, you think they move on from him? I think next year after after this upcoming season, they move on, sure. on from Tunsil. Sure. So I really I think, think EK people say EK can play guard too. So he I can, don't know. but he's a tackle. Yeah, he'll probably he end up sure, playing right tackle. He's for sure a tackle. Put him at right tackle this season. Have him match up with um Laramie Tunsil. That'll be a great, great duo. Okay, and then take another lineman later on in the draft and then see what happens, man, because I'm excited. I think they go corner, and I think they go over the LSU corner, but hey, That's who ridiculous. knows? I I feel like this next pick we're gonna agree on. Number four, the New York Jets. I have them going for Ahmad Gardner. 
uh, cornerback Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner. That's how who I have going number four. Uh, tall playmaker. I think if you're the Jets, you need to start really putting in the work on this defense. They get blown out really easily. So I think Sauce is going to be the first piece of that. I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner. Nope. Who do you got? Oh, excuse me. Who do you got? I have the New York Jets taking Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, okay. I have All the right. Jets going to number four, taking Kayvon Thibodeau, solidifying that defensive line because if you look at the history of the San Francisco 49ers, which Robert Sellis from, they have always had good linemen. The number one criticism of Kayvon Thibodeau was his laziness and was his wanted factor. Okay, who is such a great motivator and who's such a great fiery coach in this league? That'd be Robert Sella. Who's the player's coach that everyone loves to play for? That would be Robert Sella, other than Dan Campbell, which I love. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, but I mean, I think with this kid's upside, because like, let's not forget, this kid was supposed to be the number one overall pick. He was. Okay, yeah. and I think that definitely the, the laziness uh, criticism knocked him down a bit, but if you get a fiery guy, somebody he can connect with, and I think that, honestly, he could be better than Aiden Hutchinson. He could. He, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he for sure could be uh, he's, In my opinion, Hutchinson. he's more naturally talented. I mean, yeah. There's like Kid, the, kid's like, a freak. Yeah, the physical yeah. attributes. I mean, I don't see, I don't see how, like, how you go wrong with this, man. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think that Kayvon Thibodeau could be such an impact player for the New York Jets. I, I really don't see, I don't see the downside here other than maybe if he just, you know, kind of screws off. But I got, and you got I got, 25% of the polls with you, Gina. Do I? Yes, you do. You know what? It's better than nothing. And uh, <laughs> Elijah Maguire or whatever. But, man, I, I, I still, I'm still i perplexed that you took Derek Stingley number three overall. <laughs> get over it. I'm get not going to get over it. that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we'll move to number five. I'm going to one-up you here. I have Detroit taking Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. I, I, for the same reason as you, yes, the laziness. I feel like Dan Campbell can really get this kid fired up. And if you're Detroit, I mean, you just got this haul from the, you know this uh, this alleged trade that I just had. You're gonna have the number five pick and the number seven. Uh, go go get Tibbs. Go get him. I mean, he's super athletic. And he falls to you essentially. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I say you just go for it. Uh, so number five, Kayvon Thibodeau, Edge from Oregon. That's who I got. Uh, Gino pretty much has summed it up for me perfectly there. So yeah. So I mean, I have the number five. I have the Giants staying put, and I have them taking Evan Neal. Okay. I have them taking Evan Neal out of Alabama, okay? I mean, I think that the way we look at it, Nate Solder has got to go. Okay, and, and, uh, unfortunately, he's probably going to stay just yeah. for this season. But if you take Evan Neal, along with when you took Andrew Thomas a few years ago out of Georgia, who has greatly improved, okay, this is Daniel Jones' make or break last chance here. Okay, Brian Dabble is an offensive-minded coach. Okay, he's going to look for that big guy to protect his quarterback, and for now, if you get Andrew Thomas, if you get Evan Neal, and you get Nate Solder, who I'm not a fan of, but those are three pretty, like, that's two pretty damn good linemen and one good mentor just for now. Okay, I think that the Giants have solidifying both of their tackle spots is exactly what they need, exactly what will help Saquon Barkley finally stay healthy. Because really the only thing that they have that's good on that line besides Thomas is Will Hernandez, the guard. And he's pretty good. He's physical. But he's not anything crazy. He's really sure. the only bright spot in that line. Take Evan Neal, pair him with Andrew Thomas and Hernandez, okay, and go crazy, man. Finally, let Saquon grow, and let's see if Daniel Jones, with some actual protection, can make some noise. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I remember saying around this time last year that, oh, Daniel Jones needs to prove it this year. He hasn't. I get it. There was injuries. There was stuff. I think they move on from Daniel Jones, but I, I understand your logic there. Uh, you good to move on to six? I am. 
All right, so at number oh, six, three. <laughs> get over it. Oh my god, get over it. I can't get I can't. over it. He could go that high. He could. No, he's not gonna. And if if he does, what are you, you gonna make say? Another five dollar bet. Yeah, I'll make a bet on it. Five dollars. Stingley if, third. If, no, no, no. I, I, no, I don't. I don't want to guarantee five dollars. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to guarantee five dollars. All right. If all right. Stingley goes in the top five, whoever whoever wins five bucks. Sure. Yeah, that's the handshake. Live, live content. Make, make it make it known. The second ever five dollar <laughs> bet on content. It's here. If Derek Stingley goes top five, Will Nicholson will be receiving five dollars. If he does not, Gino Conti will be receiving five dollars. I love Get it. Get used to that rule right there. I love it. Uh, number six, we have the Carolina Panthers. Derek Stingley. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> uh, number six, we have the Carolina Panthers. And look, I'm hearing a lot of quarterback talk here. I am. I'm hearing a lot of QB this, QB that. And you know what? I don't buy it. I don't think they go quarterback, especially not here. I think they can wait till the second round and maybe get Matt Corral because I've been saying he's going to be a second-round sleeper since the beginning of this draft. So for me, I'm going, in my opinion, who's the best available left. And I know you were high on him, and so am I. I have the Carolina Panthers at number six, taking Kyle Hamilton at safety from Notre Dame. They just lost Stefan Gilmore. That secondary could use some work. And Kyle Hamilton's a playmaker. He's He's gotten some random criticism out of nowhere, which I don't really understand. I think this kid, honestly, without the criticism, probably could have gone number three. I think he drops down to number six, and I think the Panthers get a great player right in their lap. Uh, I mean, yeah, so honestly, that would be a great pick, and I would love for that to happen. But unfortunately, I think his... Like you said, that random criticism that he's just received out of nowhere it's possible. does unfortunately bump him down. It's and possible. like I said, I think that if the Panthers were to do that, that would be great. Okay, their secondary is good. They still Actually, got J.C. Uh, Horn there. They have J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Jeremy Chin, and Dante Jackson. Yes. So getting that that second safety, that's an elite secondary. Use him as like a opinion. box corner, honestly. He's a physical uh, he, kid. He can. He's a physical he, he kid. He can so the do thing. that. He can. You know, so I definitely think that would be a great pick for Carolina, and I would love for that to happen. But unfortunately, I think his criticism has really gotten to the scouts. But I'm doing criticism in air quotes because, yeah. I mean, realistically, he was probably going to be he's a He's the third player in the draft. He really he's the third best player in the draft. Like, he realistically yeah. should be a top Tibbs, pick. Hutchinson, Hamilton. Those are my top three in the draft. Yeah, I think he's definitely up there. If not top three, it's top five. I don't understand, and like I said, I would love for that to happen. But... I have the Panthers taking Trayvon Walker. Here. Okay. Okay. I, like I think that I the like Carolina it. Panthers are going to take Trayvon Walker because Matt Rule is definitely on the hot seat, and you definitely when you're on the hot seat as a coach and you have the upcoming draft and your QB needing, usually I would say like you said take the quarterback, but it's not worth it in my opinion. It's not, not in this not draft. Not this high. And no. and you know what's something that we didn't even mention? Malik Willis at two is a reach. It, oh yeah, Malik 100%. Willis at two is a reach. It's a hundred percent. Any quarterback in the top fifteen, in my opinion, is would be a reach if things were to go and teams were to be a smart. It's a quarterback-driven league. It is. And yeah, we talked about and it. You know, people so are going to reach. A lot of people are high on Kenny Pickett going yeah. there. Yeah. They're possibly saying that they could go. Malik Willis could go two, and Kenny Pickett could go six, which I don't like at all. No, I don't. Okay, either. I believe there's Kenny, way there's way better players. In yeah, this draft. I, I pers- last year I was all for it. Quarterbacks were the best players in the draft. Go. Go get yeah, well, this when it's year? warranted, do it. Yeah. yeah, when it's warranted, you absolutely do it. Yeah. But this year, no. I believe Kenny Pickett is actually going to be better than Malik Willis because he's more pro-ready. He definitely has the skills that are better equipped for the NFL game. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. But anyways, I have them taking Trayvon Walker because usually you want to hit that home run as a head coach, getting that quarterback and finally saying, see, I can do my job. Yeah. But if there are no quarterbacks that are, being, that are really worthy of being taken at sixth, Take the guy who could be a home run at the defensive end position. 
Because Trayvon Walker, for all for his greenness, for his raw ability that he has, he could be Crazy, he man. could be the best player. He could be the number he, one he, overall he, pick. He, technically, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are saying it, and yeah. I'm actually kind of worried because I personally believe the hype. When, yeah. when they say the hype, I'm sorry. I believe the smoke, if you yeah. will. I do. I believe that they really are pondering, but I don't think that they should. I would definitely take Trayvon Walker here. Hit that home run on the defensive side. Bolster up that defense more than it already is because Carolina actually has a pretty damn good defense. Uh, they do. Pretty good. They have Brian Burns. They have Shaq Thompson, who's pretty good. And then that secondary is good. Yep. Obviously, they lost to Sandra, think, but they really didn't need him. And but, Gilmore. Yeah, no, uh, Gilmore went to the Colts. Yeah, no, they still lost. Oh, no, they, yes, yeah. sorry, they, they lost Gilmore. So, I mean, this could this is a big boomer bust pick. Okay, but Kayvon Walker, I'm sorry, Trayvon Walker, <laughs> could be the best thing that happens to this franchise. Could be. Or one of the best things he's, that happened. He's a franchise. great player. I, I love it. Uh, number seven, I have Detroit picking again from making that trade with uh, with the Giants. And I, I have another reach, and you're probably not going to like it. Yeah, actually, I know you're not going to like it, but I'll, I'll give my explanation. Uh, I have them at number seven going Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. I, I'm not going to make a huge fuss. But, and here, here's my thing with this. Uh, back at USC... Amon Ross St. Brown also went to USC, and he they were a very good duo with uh, him and Drake London. And if, if you're the Detroit, or if you're the Lions, why not? I mean, he's right there on the board for you. Kid is fast. He has amazing hands. He has very, very good hands. I, I would love to see him on this team again with Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think you're just building your receiving core, and then eventually you're building up for that quarterback to come in here. So I have Drake London, London sorry, number seven, going to Detroit. All right, so I have the New York Giants at number seven. I have them staying put yep. and not going crazy, going to the number two <laughs> overall pick and taking Malik Willis. And this is where I have Sauce Gardner going. Okay. Okay, and you look at my notes here. I have, like, a big list for every player. I don't have a big list for Sauce Gardner because everything that has been said about him is absolutely true. Dude can ball. This Dude man can straight up ball. is the definition of a lockdown yep. corner. I am... Will, you're going to be very surprised at what I have to say about him because you know how I'm not very very well sold on rookies. You're how I'm not, just like, oh, give him time, not, give him yeah. time, blah, 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 blah. How yeah. I'm very patient on him. I look at Sauce Gardner. You ready? All pro next year? No. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to go crazy. Oh, no. I think that this man has the capabilities to be as good as Darrell Rivas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm reaching? <laughs> no, he, he is good. I'll give you that. But that's, that's a little far, Conti. I think this man that's has a little far. every capability in this world. There are certain corners that you look at, Will, and I'm telling you where you just go, you cannot throw on this man. Yeah. You can't. And I'm, very, I'm talking very, like, kind of low tone right now. Because that's, I'm, that's why I have I'm, him going I'm, forth. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very, very serious when I say this. Yeah. I believe that this man could be a Hall of Famer. Wow. That's a big claim coming for Conti. I believe that Sauce That's Mark massive. Gardner Johnson has is just that special of a talent. All right. I am so totally beyond impressed with this man. I think that if you're the New York Giants, you haven't had a good corner since Dominique Rogers Camardi. Screw Janoris Jenkins, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Okay, I don't really like him at all. Dominique Rogers Camardi was your last good player at that cornerback position that you've had. Please. If Sauce Gardner is there, take Amar Johnson or Ahmad Johnson. No, nope. do it. I- I'm telling you, any team that gets him will be lucky. He had. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think this man has the capabilities to be Darrell Rivas level lockdown. That's fair. I'm a big Gardner fan of Sauce Island. too. I, Sauce Island. Sauce Island. That's Sauce the new Island. one. I like it. Consider me sold. 
I like it. Consider me sold. Are you, <laughs> are you surprised? This is, I do. Yeah, this is rare. I've never heard Conti call someone a Hall of Famer uh, that Before has they a, even get in the yeah, league. Yeah. Oh, that's whew, that's great. I can't believe it. Um, I mean, I, that being said, I, I guess we'll jump to you know we'll recap real quick. We, we've got a little bit of of picks. Uh, people have Kenny Pickett going to Carolina. Charles Cross, I guess, isn't a bad one too. The tackle. Uh, number seven. Rashad Jennings again. <laughs> Colin. They got a Trevon Walker, uh, Kyle Hamilton, Evan Neal, a couple ones like that. Yeah, so, I mean. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Evan awful. Neal definitely, I think, makes a good amount of sense, okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, if you're the Giants and you're able to get Evan Neal and Sauce Gardner, yeah, what's wrong great. with that? You're doing Yeah, great. I mean, you're, you're thriving there. Absolutely. You're thriving. So, uh, I got number eight. And, number eight. Sorry, you, you have the, what was the number eight pick? Oh, via uh, the Falcons, right? Yes. So you Falcons. have the Falcons staying put, and since I had the Falcons training up, I have okay. Detroit here. So you, you go first. Okay, so Atlanta, I have staying put here, and I have them taking uh, taking Ike here. This is where I have them going tackle from NC State. If you're Atlanta, just go for the best available player. I like the the idea of them trading up. Uh, I I think it's unlikely. I think you just get your lockdown tackle. You build for the future. You need every position right now. Might as well go get probably the best tackle in this draft. Go get them. So I have Ike going at number eight. Cool. So I have here the Detroit Lions picking Jermaine Johnson the second. I like that. Okay, thank I you. I like that. I mean, Detroit is in desperate need of pass rushers. And yeah, let me tell you something. So Aiden Hutchinson is the slam dunk. Yes. Kayvon Thibodeau has the potential to be the slam dunk, and so doesn't Trayvon Walker. But let me tell you something. Jermaine Johnson does too. He's a beast. Okay, like, I, I know we kind of sound like a broken record, but legitimately every guy that I have take, being taken here, like, legitimately has the chance to be, like, the best pass rusher out of this class. And Jermaine Johnson is no exception. Now, he has really one great elite year under his belt at FSU when he transferred. But really, I think that he's going to take that pursuit. I think he's going to take that explosiveness that he has and the good hand the good hand placement and the good hand fighting. And I really think that he's going to take Detroit. I wouldn't say to take Detroit to a whole other level, but I think he's going to make that defense relevant. I do. And when I say relevant, I don't mean like, oh, elite, blah, blah, blah. But I think that he's going to be like, oh, Jesus, Jermaine Johnson. You know, and it's a desperate, desperate need for the Detroit Lions. And the way I look at it, you come out with an absolute win because the, the way I have my mock draft going, you trade back, you get a massive haul, you let Jermaine Johnson, who has the potential to be the best pass rusher in this draft, you have him fall into your lap. If I'm Detroit, I am more than happy with that. You know, are you a little worried that possibly he's more of a one-hit wonder? Or could, you, it, he could be. Yeah, yeah. He, he for sure could but, be. I, I think this it's a little too early for him. For Jermaine Johnson? Yeah, because I'm not gonna, a lot of people don't have him going in the top 16. I admittedly do. He's going to be picked for me in, in the next couple. But uh, I, I think it's a little early for him. But I, I do like uh, the risk. If you're uh, Detroit, I mean, you traded, or no, you didn't trade back. But. Well, yeah, he traded oh, back. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah they had the back. second pick, and I had Atlanta. Yes. Jumping this too. And then, yeah, then well, I mean, might as pick. well. I mean, if you're I mean, going for honestly, a home run. I don't see why not. I mean, because listen, too, Trayvon Walker is a boomer bust. Yes. Okay, in my opinion, if Jermaine Johnson doesn't pan out to everything he was meant to be, he's still going to be solid. Sure. The thing with Trayvon is he's either great or he's out of the league. Okay, Jermaine yeah. Johnson, like I said, in my opinion, at least has the capabilities to be a pretty damn solid player in the league. I like it. Uh, so we'll we'll go to number nine here. I think we both have Seattle uh, yes, staying here, yes. right? Okay, so number nine, this is actually, speak of the devil, this is where I have Trayvon Walker going, the edge from Georgia. Number nine to Seattle. He just seems like the type of guy that Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks would love. Big, physical, strong. 
Uh, almost like the DK Metcalf of the, uh, the defense, I guess. And, you know, Gino rolls his eyes at that. But this is the type of guys that Seattle likes. I think you start to rebuild that defense, even though I think the secondaries could still use some help. I think this is a great building block, and I think Pete Carroll would absolutely love if Trayvon Walker fell to their lap right here. That's why I got it number nine. So at number nine, I have Charles Cross. Okay. Number I like nine, that. I have Charles Absolutely. Cross. Okay, so the way – it was kind of strange when I was going through my mock draft last night. So for those who don't know, like, I write a plethora of notes. I have my little composition notebook here, and it's about a little bit over halfway done. I did this over the course of three days because it's really thought-provoking doing one of these, in my opinion. I'm really putting genuine and deep thought into doing a mock draft. Hard. <laughs> it, it's very hard. I struggled tremendously with the seventh pick. Okay, and I didn't really struggle per se with this one, but it was a little strange for me picking cross because usually the Seahawks have the reputation of taking that project guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They have that, which I, I kind of actually like the Trayvon Walker pick, but I don't think he's going to last. Yeah. I don't. No, That's the only reason. So He, he could easily go so much earlier. Yeah. Really. So they're, they have the reputation of taking the guy who needs to be developed, and then over the past few years, you see their improvement, or over the next couple of years, you see their improvement. It's weird because Charles Cross is a plug-and-play, day-one-ready guy now. But if you look at it, I mean, the NFC, wide open. Okay, and regardless Absolutely. of what they do with that quarterback, that run, that run play or that run ability is going to be the emphasis of their game plan, and they're not going to make any noise about it. Charles Cross is good in the pass game. Charles Cross is good in the run game. He's as solid as they come. He's plug-and-play, and he has the ability to be great. Okay, but at the very least, if nothing else, he is going to be like a 10-plus year veteran in the league. Like, that's just the guy who Charles Cross is. If you lose Dwayne Brown, who was elite for a long time, but is getting up there in age, he's 37, this is the guy you want to replace him with. You don't miss a beat in the run game, which is what they are going to go for, regardless if you have Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, whoever. Charles Cross, in my opinion, is a very good pick for the Seattle team. I love it. Uh, we'll, we'll go to number 10 here. Uh, I have the Jets picking again, and I have the Jets taking the second wide receiver off the board. I have them going Garrett Wilson, who they've been pretty high on, wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, everyone's saying he's a little bit better than Alave. Alave is fast, and he's that deep threat, but Garrett Wilson's a very, very good route runner. And he's got a feel for the game, and I think his game will translate to the uh, the NFL level. And if you're looking at uh, the, uh, the Jets from what I've, I've drafted, you walk out of here with some serious skill position players. You walk out of here with Sauce Gardner, and you walk out of here with Garrett Wilson, which is massive. You need playmakers on this team. You're, you've gone all in on Zach Wilson at this point. Get rid of Sam Darnold. You're like, okay, Zach Wilson needs to pan out. He has to. So go get him Garrett Wilson. Yeah, it's time to get that kid some weapons and see what he can do. And like I said, Garrett Wilson's going to be a great player, I think. I think he translates to the league very well. Another guy with really good hands. Uh, so, yeah, uh, 11, or sorry, uh, 10. Wide receiver, Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. So, at the New York Jets, the number 10 position, I think that they're going to take Drake London. Okay. And that's where I have Drake London going. So, I don't mind Garrett Wilson being taken right there at your spot there. Yeah. But if you look at it, it's kind of it, it would kind of be a clutter of the same type of players there in New York. Sure. You know, because you have Elijah Moore, who's a speedster and a, de- and a pretty decent route runner. You have Braxton Berrios, who's that slot guy. You have Denzel Mims who they drafted in the second round a couple of years ago, who they're still pretty high on. And then if you put, and if you add Gary Wilson to that, I feel it'll be kind of the same, they're kind of similar types of players. Sure. You know, but you can't go wrong with Wilson. Drake London is a physical, 
physical specimen oh, yeah. at the wide receiver Six position. Six foot four, yes. jump out of the gym, exactly. go get it. And He's great. He adds, he adds a complete different dynamic that opposing defenses will have to account for because not only do you have the speedsters, not only do you have the quick slot guys and then the one with pretty high upside, you just have this beast and mountain of a wide receiver. I mean, because you look, you, you look at it and you have to prepare for it possibly four or three different play styles at the same position. That is going to be an absolute headache he will be Zach Wilson's best friend. He likes to take shots. So he has a vertical threat, and he has a jump ball guy. Yep. I mean, to me, I, I love it. You, you can't go wrong with Drake London. And one, please, and this is just, this is such a Geno take to say. You're going to laugh and be like, yep, that's Geno. He has the ability to be an elite blocker at the, at the wide receiver <laughs> position. Yeah. And you know what? Please, please, please do not ever estimate the ability of a wide receiver to block. Because if it wasn't for Nikhil Harry, we wouldn't have won against Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get out of here. You don't even justify that pick. I'm not justifying it. Okay. If it wasn't for Nikhil Harry being out there most of the time, we wouldn't have beaten Buffalo oh in that one God. game. Oh, my God. Get out of here. He Conte. was a huge factor. He sure, was. sure. He was. Anyway, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Number three overall, which is the most Watch it happen. What, what are you going to do if it happens? I'll give you five bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> we made a bet. I love it. I'll give you uh, five bucks. I was so torn, by the way, this number 10 going Alave or Wilson. Because on my board, that's what it comes down to when you're looking at the best wide receivers. Uh, Drake London, I do love here. I just think he goes earlier. Uh, and honestly, when it comes down to, yeah, Alave would be faster and he would be more of a vertical threat. But I think if you have to pick between those two, you go uh, Garrett Wilson here. So I think he's going to be really good. And my next pick is the one that I'm for sure the least confident in. This was the hardest one for me. I have no idea what Washington. Washington, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, this is an edge rusher draft and they really don't need that right now. Because um, they, did they just get uh, the guy from Jacksonville? Well, they got Chase Young. They have Chase Young, and they just got someone for something Allen. You know, they can get Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen, but they drafted not Josh Allen from Jack. Yeah, but they they drafted Jonathan Allen, and then they have uh, Darren Payne, who's good. Yes. Uh, Matt Idenitis, I believe, is his name. He's actually very and severely underrated, and they have Montez Sweat. Yeah. So So that's that's a very good defense. I I don't know. Like, I don't really see them going defense here, especially with what's left. Um, so I, I have them going Evan Neal tackle out of Alabama. I mean, That's it's, crazy that you it's, have to go on that high. It's, it's hard. Low. Yeah, it, it's hard, but I mean, I have a lot of people taking skill positions here, and the Evan Neal, yes, it is low. I mean, if you're Washington and you're looking at, you know, my perceived board, I mean, I don't see how you go anywhere else. You get yourself probably, you know, the future left tackle. And I really like Evan Neal. He was talked about being the number one overall pick, and you get him at 11. So it, it's the least confident. If I had to say one pick for sure won't happen, it's probably this one. Uh, even over the Stingley one, <laughs> this this won't happen. But, I mean, in my crazy world and theory of the Giants trading up, this is what I have happening. Uh, Evan Neal, have fun in Washington. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so for number 11, this is actually where I have Kyle Hamilton going to the Washington okay. Commanders, okay? So in my opinion, I think it's a complete disgrace that he's going to end up going this high. Or low, I think, Yeah, low, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I think it's a complete disgrace that he's going to be picked this low. When I talked about draft fatigue last week, we kind of briefly went over Kyle Hamilton and how this is going to affect him. By no means should he be outside the top 10. Absolutely I not. personally don't even he's think He's been he a should, dog. I personally don't think he should be outside the top five. I agree. Okay, and if you look at it, okay, the... Washington Commanders, it's it's so weird to adjust to that. I, I just got you. I, I'm sorry. Please you just got used to the football don't team. Don't cancel me. I was used to Redskins my yeah. whole life. 
Then I got used to football team, yeah. and now I have it's to get hard. used to commander. It's hard. Yeah, I don't like change, okay? I don't <laughs> like change. Anyway, I think that Kyle Hamilton is going to help tremendously for this Washington team because if you look at them, they don't have a lot of holes at all. But one hole or one nitpick you could say is their safety play. And then their secondary play in general, okay? They don't really have that impact player in the secondary. They thought Landon Collins would be it when they inked him to that huge five- or six-year deal. He didn't really pan out. He was solid at best, but that's really it. So they got rid of him. They got that cap off of their, their books. Pick Kyle Hamilton. This is a guy who can line up multiple positions. He has an insane field vision. Look from sideline to sideline, yep. which kind of sounds basic for a safety, but if at the same time, not a lot of people can do it. Not a lot of people can do it, and he has insane range. He can make it from sideline to sideline yep. in an incredible, incredible amount of time. And people really criticize him, too, at one thing, because he had a sub-440. Who cares? Look Kid's at the tape. Kid, Look he at is the a tape. ball hawk. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you can go wrong with Kyle Hamilton. Look at the tape. Lie. Look at what this kid can do when there are actually, you know, like, games and actual opponents against him. Yeah. Rather than... Well, what did he run for 40? I didn't I, even it see. Was post, I don't remember the exact number, but it was Did he run, over, like, a 4-5? It was over 4-4. Four, four. Okay. I, I don't remember the exact number. I'm sorry, but... I just I don't understand how one measly thing one time. Yeah. Do you know you just, like it's just like school. Watch, watch the tape on him. He's it's fast. just like school. You can do all your homework. You can do everything very well. You're speaking but, my language. But, I'm the worst test taker in history. Here's the test. Like, actually, and you fail the, the test. And actually, you fail the test. You just get like a D. Yeah. Like a D plus. Yeah. Like come on. Like is this is this really like these scouts should be ashamed of themselves. You're speaking my language, Kyle. Yeah! Be, yeah! Yeah! These yeah. scouts should be ashamed of themselves. They should. I, There's I, no reason Kyle Hamilton... Listen, the Washington football... Oh, my God. The Washington commanders, commanders are going to get a great player if he falls to them and they take him. But he shouldn't be this low. I agree. Draft fatigue is a real thing. It's bullshit. It okay? It, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Maybe yeah, the kid should have run faster Probably. one time out of all the times in his life yeah. that he had to run fast. <laughs> Sorry. Guess what? Can he tackle? Yep. Yeah. Can he pick the ball off? Yeah. Yep. Can he play in coverage? Can he play in coverage? Can he play yep. man? Yep. Can, can <laughs> yeah. he do everything? Yep. <laughs> he's a great player. He is. And I think he's going to be a very, This very is the good nitpick pressure. I hate. I, I hate stuff like yeah, this. Yeah. And, and like with quarterbacks, oh, small hands. Shut up. That's ridiculous. The Kenny Shut Pickett up. thing is ridiculous, Shut too. Shut up, please. Shut up, please. Shut yeah. up, please. <laughs> That's what they said about Joe Burrow. He's got small hands. And I do you remember the tweet that Joe Burrow sent after they measured his hand? I kind he, of remember. He went on the Twitter. He said, I'm sorry to announce that I have to retire from the NFL yes, after I, I found that. out I have baby yes, hands. I remember that. <laughs> but it's, it's ridiculous. It is. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's absolutely no reason for it whatsoever. And I don't know. Let's take it's a crazy. look. What do we have here? Seven, eight. So we kind of left off at yeah, seven. Yeah, right? we left off seven. Eight people have sauce, and I guess Stingley going here. But, I, you know, no, we're going to move on from Stingley. Nine, Malik Willis. Who was originally picking at nine? Seattle? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, trade back, yeah. So a lot, a lot of people have Malik Willis going here. Which I don't hate. You I, don't, know, I don't hate but, it, but I, I feel I like they're going to reach. Last. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to reach yeah, on him for so sure. So definitely if he falls, yeah. I suppose take him. Sure. Okay, but, eh. I mean, because really, are you going to? get rid of russell wilson just to get somebody who's probably kind of like russell wilson yeah not in terms of talent just in terms of place down sure you know meh, you know er, early russell wilson i yeah. should say not later russell wilson but yeah anyway so we did what pick number 11 so we got yeah. the 12 and the minnesota at, vikings at 10 people oh, sorry. had no sorry at 10 they had wide receiver they agreed with us 
and everyone's all over the place at 11. Nobody knows what the Roy Hello. Oh my god. That's a name. <laughs> Roy Hello. I love when we're just scrolling through and then we just see the call name. Little Jen. Call name. Do you know what? You have not only the best, but the most accurate draft board out I of agree. everybody who's here. I absolutely Roy Hello is going 11. Toby Gerhardt's going 12. <laughs> Justin Forsett is going 13. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll jump to Minnesota. Uh, I have them here at number 12, taking George Karloftis and Ed from Purdue. Oh. Yeah, oh. I know, I know. Oh. It's, it's up there. It's oh. up there. People are high on this kid, and if you're Minnesota, I mean, might as well go for it. That defense needs to get better. They've had talent. They haven't been able to uh, succeed. They have a new head coach. Go get the kid from Purdue. Go get Holy the kid from Purdue. Moly. It's an edge draft. It's not ridiculous. Holy it goes this high. Who do, you, who do you got? This is where I got Derek Stingley going. Okay. <laughs> this is where I got Derek Stingley going, okay? Like, for, for all the, the grief I've given you, Nichols said, okay, Derek Stingley in his first year looked like the next big thing. Yeah. Okay, but first of all, injuries, COVID, and inconsistent play really, really hurt his case. And you know what? I don't think he's going to translate into that great corner. I don't. I think he'll be pretty good. Okay, he's a good tackler, and that doesn't change. You know, that's pretty, I wouldn't say that's rare. But it's uncommon for a corner to be a good tackler. Yeah. Okay, so definitely he has a spot in the league if that's what his biggest strength is. Okay, he's a decent coverage guy. But at the same time, like I said, after his freshman year, which really concerns me, when your one year that's been highlighted as great is your first year, especially when you can come out of the NFL as a junior or a senior, yeah. that's concerning. This is a huge boomer bust, but the one upside and the one reason why I have Minnesota taking him here is because Patrick Peterson's there. And who yeah. else, if you have a boomer bust guy, would you want teaching that 11-year veteran? Yeah. A multi-time Pro Bowl or a multi-time All-Pro? That's a good pick. Who else would you want? I like it. I, I mean, Patrick Peterson, in my opinion, is the only hope Derek Stingley has. At I don't think good. Stingley goes that far, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like I said, no one has the same draft. Like, literally nobody. Nobody has Derek Stingley going that high either. I, I don't know. You'd be surprised. Oh. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I want to be like who, but you're not going to have an answer. So. <laughs> I, I won't. Exactly. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> My point proved it. Hey, it could still happen. You never know. It's, mm-hmm. it's the draft. Anything can happen. It's all right. Yeah. You know what? The world could blow up tomorrow. Too. It could. And we <laughs> we no, never know. No. Yeah. I mean, that's actually not that bad of a statement. <laughs> I won't get into it. <laughs> but anyways, this for. is where I have Derek Stingley going. I, I think like that it. he's going to be... A high upside player, or he can be a high upside player if he sits in that classroom, that boardroom, and listens to everything Patrick Peterson has to say. Sure. That's it. The, the, the Minnesota Vikings have been devoid of any secondary besides uh, Harrison Smith for a long time. So, I mean, take Derek Stingley, take a shot. You know, we'll see. Yeah, all right. So, uh, we'll go to, to 13. Uh, I have Houston again, and I have them taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman from Georgia. Kid's an animal. He's just a run stopper. And uh, I think he'll help Houston out. Like I said, Houston is really going to need to go for the boomer bus guys, hence <laughs> Derek Stingley. And uh, this kid, I, I think he's more safe, but I think he's a good pick at, at where he's at right here. I think he'll be, uh, I don't want to say Vita Vea because no one's really him, but he he's a good run stopper. I like him here. Yeah. So I have a number 13 pick. With the exception of the Malik Willis going number two to the Falcons, I think this is my, say I'd say, most controversial pick. Are you ready? Are you about to go quarterback? No. Okay. <laughs> I have them taking Trevor Penning. Okay. <laughs> Northern Iowa offensive tackle. Yeah. And you know what? You might be You saying, scared me for a second. No, 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 no way no, Gino no, goes two no, quarterbacks no, 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 in this no, no, draft. No. So, 
in 2018, I believe it was, the Atlanta Falcons did actually a very, you know, underrated move, and they took two offensive linemen in the first round, which you really don't see. And you know what? The picks themselves were solid. They weren't superstars. It was McGowan and, uh, sorry, like McGarry and Lindstrom. Okay, one of them out of Boston College. I forget where the other one was. But at the same time, like, they're both consistent starters in the league, and they're both pretty decent players. Okay, Trevor Penning has that upside to be an elite-level tackle. You get rid of Laramie Tunsil after this season, you'll have Trevor Penning, and you'll have Ikema Kambu. I mean, I, in my opinion, when you make it clear that you went all in on the offense, because that's what they did last year. They picked Davis Mills, then they picked Nico Collins, and then they picked Revan Jordan. They're making no secret about the fact that they want to go and support Davis Mills and go heavy on offense. Absolutely. The way I look at it, I get you, Lovey Smith, an old school guy, an old school coach. You take the guy who's guaranteed to do good in Ikem, but then you take the project in Trevor Penning. He is a mountain of a man. He's an absolute mountain of a man. Okay, and like I said, especially with an old school guy who has like such an emphasis on fundamentals, because that's how the old heads are, and I love it. Okay, <laughs> you. His biggest uh, thing is sometimes he just doesn't really have a lot of mobility, and sometimes he doesn't have, you know, sometimes when he gets beat, he holds. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's Davis just Mills isn't a runner. Just stick him there. Yeah, and, <laughs> stick him there and say block. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. So if you get if you get beat because of your lack of mobility, Lovey Smith is an old school guy. He'll get your ass in shape. Okay, and then if you hold, he'll definitely coach up the technique. Lovey Smith will. They'll make that a complete emphasis. Go all in on because that's what they're doing. Okay, like with their last two drafts, they've made it nothing but clear that they want to help out Davis Mills because I actually think that Davis Mills is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, I actually like him a lot. His play impressed me. Gino and, just likes him because he didn't have the hype. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> nah, Trevor Penning, Trevor Penning, man. He if if Davis Mills went like second, you would have been like, uh, <laughs> oh, you're talking shit. Davis Mills. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant I thought you meant Trevor Penning. No, no. Oh, no, no. So, Trevor Penning, Trevor Penning had some hype. But a lot of people have him more towards like the high teens or the Where's, early twenties. Where is he from? He's from a random Northern Iowa. Right? Yeah, Northern Iowa. <laughs> Northern Iowa. So yeah. I mean, it is lower level competition. It's definitely a little bit of a reach. I will admit that. So I'm not that too comfortable in saying this, especially when you take two offensive linemen with the yeah. third and the thirteenth pick. But I definitely think with what they've done with their track record over the last couple of years, they've made it no secret they're going all in on offense. Take the guaranteed hit and then take the project. Get rid of Tunsil so you don't have to pay, and then pay for defense next year. I like it. I, I don't actually hate that pick. I yeah. think he's going to be good. Uh, at number 14, you talked about him already, uh, but I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting Jermaine Johnson, defensive end from Florida State. Uh, you pretty much covered him. I mean, he he's going to be in the league for a while. He just seems like a Raven, you know what I mean? He's, he feels like kind of Judon 2.0 to me where it's, okay, you have a guy who's going to be in the league for a while. He's going to ball. I mean, you, you pretty much, you know, Nail on that, or head on the nail right there. Just he's Thank he's you. he's gonna be in the league for a while. I completely agree, and I think he does go this side. A lot of people have him going later, but I, I think you know his upside isn't crazy. But we know what Jermaine Johnson's going to be. He's gonna be a solid defensive end. Well, I think Jermaine Johnson has the ability to be the best pass rusher in the draft. Sure, and like they they really all do. You know, yeah. I wouldn't say Cortlaftis has because he's more Probably of like a, he's like it's gonna sound weird. He's like the Mac Jones of defensive ends. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> George Kalapas is like the Mac Jones of defensive ends. I love it. So, I mean, that's really what it is. So, but anyways, you have, what, you, this is where you have Jermaine Johnson going? Yes. Which I don't hate. Yeah. Okay, I don't hate, but if you look at it too. I mean, he, he could easily go earlier too. He, he could. could. And, and a lot of teams, like, 
they reach for that defensive end. Yeah. Okay, they reach for the quarterback, and sometimes they'll reach for the receiver. Those impact spots are where teams reach for. So that's why I think uh, Jermaine Johnson is going to go this low or that high. But anyways, for the number 14th, I have the Baltimore Ravens going, and obviously I have them taking Jordan Davis here. The okay. big defensive okay. tackle of it. Georgia. I like it. I like, like this it. Is where I have, and, and you know what? Like, kind of what you said about Jermaine Johnson, he just seems like that Ravens pick. Yeah. This is what I think. And I, I agree. I like I'm going to kind of mirror a little things I said about Trevor Penning. Coaching is the biggest strength of that Baltimore Ravens team. Yeah. They have a Especially tremendous, on defense. Yes. I mean, I mean, look at what they did last year. They took defensive end uh, Adafi Owe in the first round out of Penn State. He was a guy coming out of college who had zero sacks. In his first NFL game, and I believe in one of his first ever NFL snaps, got a sack. Yeah. You know, this is a guy, these, these are people who take these picks and just, they draft great. They are consistent, very good drafters. And I think that Jordan Davis is a very good pick. I mean, he's a big mountain of a man. Oh, yeah. All right, his big concerns are like... Weight, right? Yeah, people are concerned yeah, his, about his people weight. People are concerned yeah. about his weight if he's in shape. Don't have to worry about that if he goes to the Ravens. Oh, absolutely. Okay, not. they're going to get his ass in shape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to make him a three-down player. And you know what? They signed, uh, they re-signed Calais Campbell, who's a 36 years old, multi-time Pro Bowler, a, a Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, which, in, in, which you may be saying, oh, what? That's a huge honor for NFL players. Absolutely. It is. It's a huge, huge honor in NFL inner circles. I think that Calais Campbell is the perfect guy to train this guy up. Okay, so next year, you have Jordan Davis. Calais Campbell, Adafi Owe, and Patrick Queen, who's more of a linebacker, but still you get my point. Year one, I think he's going to be good. Year two, I think he's going to be great. I think that this is a great value pick that falls right into the laps of the Ravens. It's exactly what they want to do and their type of guy to get. Get Jordan Davis. I think he'll be happy. I'll throw my spoiler in there. I do not have uh, Jordan Davis being picked today. Damn. I don't. Next week, I do you? Ne- I do, yeah. Okay. Next week. He's not going to fall from the, into the second round. I don't All think. right. Thank God. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll move to, what were we at, 15 yes. with the, the Eagles? So, here is, I think uh, this is the first linebacker I have going, but I have uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah going right here to Philly. Uh, it's it's hard. I, I don't really know what Philly's going to do. I think they could definitely use a uh, good linebacker on defense. I think Devin Lloyd has a good amount of upside. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about with this pick. I, I just I think he's going to be the right fit here. I see a lot of people talking that Philly could be looking linebacker since a lot of edge rushers are going to go. You're going to have a you know a lot of linebackers available. Devin Lloyd, I've pretty much been told is the best in this class. So you know, the Kobe I, Dean's good too. The Kobe Dean is very good yeah. too. I, I I have him going to a very good team. But <laughs> next next time we do this too <laughs> next week. But uh, yeah, Devin Lloyd is is the guy that I've heard at least that's probably going to go the highest of linebackers. Philly seems like they could use it, so I'm going to go uh, Devin Lloyd to Utah here. Cool. So this is actually where I have at number 15, the Eagles. This is where I have Garrett Wilson going. Okay. And you know what? So this is a guy where I, I, I actually like that. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good pick. Thank you. Well, now I, I think about Devontae Smith, that's good. I think it's a little crazy. Okay, because I don't think that Devon, um, that Garrett Wilson is going to fall this, this Probably not. This high. Okay, but if he does, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> offense, you know, teams are horny for offense. Okay. But in, in the Philadelphia Eagles offense, that with Nick Sirianni did, they, they were built to just take, you know, the easy read. It's a run-heavy offense. They make no secret about it. And, you know, it, it will be kind of nuts because I think this was, what, three years in a row they take a first-round receiver. Yeah. Jalen Rieger, then yeah. Devontae Smith, and then Garrett Wilson. Okay, so it is a neglecting the defensive side of the ball a little bit. <laughs> But if they're uh, they're like the opposite of the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> they want wide receivers, they're not gonna get yeah. them. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at it, 
I definitely think that they signed Hassan Reddick to a big deal, and I'm not a big fan of it. I gave Philly an F when we did the offseason yeah. grades. But if he is an impact player, I mean, they get their guy. They have Fletcher Cox, who's older, but still good. Brandon Graham is older, but still good. Okay, so they do have some impact guys there and guys that can make some plays. I think that Garrett Wilson is a very polished route runner, which is exactly for such a precision Probably offense. the best in this class, Yeah, honestly. I'd say He's one of the best route good. runners. I mean, he has the good like the good mix of speed and size. Yep. Okay, he's not the biggest like Drake London, but he has both attributes which teams are looking for. And definitely, I think that he's a good deep threat as well. Which I don't know how much will be utilized in the Eagles' offense, but I mean, it's there's an option now. You know what I mean? Because Lord knows that Jalen Rieger's not doing shit. No, he's okay. Not. And Devonte Smith is good. Yeah. He's actually very good. He's but... your deep threat, though. He's fat. You could easily stick Wilson in the slot, in my opinion. He'll thrive. Yeah, he gets a great round about runner. Quatez uh, Watkins. He was pretty good yeah, this year, Quintus too. Quintus Watkins is pretty good as well. So if you get He's that, fast, fast. Yes, exactly. And if you get that trio of wide receivers, I mean, in such like a pinpoint accurate offense where they make the reads easy, I mean, what when you have such a great route runner, that makes making your reads so easy because he's going to be Garrett Wilson exactly where the playbook says he's going to be. There's no confusion for Jalen Hurts, nothing at all. And I think that makes his job even easier. And the Philly, at least the Philadelphia Eagles, will be going back to the playoffs. And definitely, Garrett Wilson will help out with that. I I like it. Um, you know we're we're gonna we got sixteen. <laughs> we're gonna move to sixteen. And uh, oh, Jesus look, Christ. we have <laughs> we have the New Orleans Saints here. Wanted to be on on Deshaun Watson. Didn't end up getting him. And they need that next guy. They need that next quarterback. And you you might be asking, Will, who do you have? Uh, I keep on wanting to say the Pelicans. I don't know why, but who do you have the Saints? Basketball, yeah, exactly. Who do you have the Saints taking? Do you have them going Kenny Pickett? No. Do you have them going Matt Corral? No. At number sixteen, I have <laughs> the New Orleans Saints going Desmond Ryder, quarterback out of Cincinnati, and Gino is is in distress. Look, they're looking for a new guy here. You know, forget what I said at the beginning of the podcast when I said there's no wrong answer. <laughs> you don't like it? You're not a fan? I think Kenny Pickett falls. I think people cry. are really people are really buying into the small hands. I'm going to cry. People are really buying into it. Desmond Ritter, athletic dude. I mean, maybe the Saints finally get that type of dual threat quarterback. This could be a reach for them. It could, but... You know, I like I said, anything can happen in this draft. I told you no one's going to have the same draft as me. No one will. Desmond Ryder, or Ritter, I don't even know you. Say it right, Ritter. It's Ritter? Okay. Desmond Ritter, care. quarterback I'm... Cincinnati. State champ, or uh, not state champion. Um, national champion. I'm going to cry. He's a national champion QB. <laughs> <laughs> You're just okay. not another quarterback got taken. <laughs> uh, not even. You didn't right. take, how do you not take Kenny Pickett? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they're they're going to like the dual threat more of, uh, of Ritter. Especially from a defensive coordinator. He's going to want a pro-ready quarterback, and that's Kenny Pickett. I, I don't know. I think he falls. Uh, I, it was a toss-up. I will say it's a toss-up. I think that Desmond Ritter could be better than Kenny Pickett. I think he has a higher ceiling. No anyone Desmond could Ritter. be better than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyone could be better than... Anyways. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't have the New Orleans Saints picking here. I'm projecting a trade. Ooh. Okay, and the Pittsburgh Steelers... I knew it! I knew it! I was about to say, and I'm going to call what? it because I know exactly what's going to be. You have Pittsburgh trained enough to take to take Kenny Pickett. 100% because that is a Geno Conti trade. I was literally about to say, if he picks no one, the Steelers are trading up and taking Kenny Pickett. You ready? Yeah. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers trading up from 20. Okay. Okay, so there'd be a swap, and they're going to take 
Fort cornerback. No! Uh, fooled you. No! <laughs> Trent McDuffie. No! <laughs> if mine is outlandish, you have... Oh, my God. How Conti. is that outlandish? Conti. They How is need, outlandish? They need a quarterback. What's wrong with Mitch? Yeah, Mitch for a year, but uh, you first of all, you have you don't even have them staying with them trading up to take a corner. Yeah, no, because Trent McDuffie is no, because Trent McDuffie is not even supposed to fall this far in my opinion. I don't think Trent McDuffie is going to last to sixteen. This is the difference in a bit. I have them <laughs> staying where they are and taking like a risk on a quarterback. Gino has to trade up to go take a corner for a team that probably is going to need a quarterback. Trent McDuffie isn't supposed to last to sixteen. Uh. I don't he's know, Conti. He's not. I mean, listen, he's a bit on the shorter side. He's five foot eleven, but his explosiveness, his physicality, his ability to break to the ball, Trent McDuffie is a great, great cornerback. Just when I had I thought I had Conti figured out. Because this is a Conti thing to do. Like, wait till the last pick of the day and go, oh, they're gonna trade they're gonna trade up and get a quarterback. I th- I literally thought I, mean, I had listen you. to me. I'm listening. Okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost Joe Hayden. Or they haven't re-signed him yet. Joe Hayden was He's gonna the, get re-signed. Joe Hayden, we don't know that. Okay. Joe Hayden was the number one cornerback on that team in a fairly weak secondary. Steven Nelson can't do it by himself. Joe Hayden, if the Steelers really wanted him that bad, they would have re-signed him. But he's old and doesn't really have the capability of being that number one guy for that much longer, if any more. Take Trent McDuffie. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that Steelers defense is legit. That Steelers defense is ready to win now. The defense is ready to win now. Sure, sure. Okay, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, he can't be that much worse than Ben Roethlisberger was last year, right? I mean, right? <laughs> he could. He, Mitch I mean, is a turnover machine. He could. He but like could, I said, I, I, I like don't Mitch. Anticipate I, do. it. Yeah. I don't anticipate it in the least sure. bit. In fact, I think he's going to be a little bit better. This is such a Pittsburgh Steelers pick because they take the guy who can make a day one ready, and they have a history. You know the Steelers are steel curtain. They're physical as hell. Yeah. Put that headset down. We ain't done yet. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm uh, just right. Okay, I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. just joking. Okay, but this, <laughs> the steel, this is a Pittsburgh Steelers pick. This is a Mike Tomlin pick all the way through and through. They want to take the Tomlin physical Tomlin doesn't guy. seem like the guy who's going to trade up to take a corner, though. Why not? I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to do it. Like- but if, the, if it's, it's a pick to their identity, which McDuffie certainly is. But listen, if you just close your eyes and you don't know who Trent McDuffie is, <laughs> Like if you if, if you, if listen, you just listen, pretend if, you, if, if you, we listen, all go to Geno Land listen, for a second if, if 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 you didn't know that he was a rookie and he was just a five year veteran doesn't Trent McDuffie just sound like a guy who's oh. a corner on the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's a shoe and fit. This is the best cozy argument I've ever heard. Doesn't he just if, sound? If you, if you close your eyes and pretend that he's a vet, McDuffie sounds like a Steelers corner. He which does. It's, it's like it's hilarious, but it's not that far off. Like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I muted the mic. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Have we been going live? No, 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 no. Oh, when, the oh head... my god, you just gave me a fucking No, 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 no. When I, when I accidentally laughed and I hit the headset, it hits like that. And it oh, muted, the, it muted the mic. Oh my god. But oh, Will was, was geeking out. I, I was laughing very much. I, I can't wait to go back and watch it because it's me just laughing and then silent. No, but I, that is the funniest argument I've ever heard for uh, someone drafting ever. If you pretend, close your eyes and you pretend he's a five-year vet, he sounds like he would be a Steelers corner. 
<laughs> I, I love it. I love that so much. That's great. It's the truth. Though. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I guess I kind of get what you're saying. Thank you. I mean, listen. I mean, that's 1 through 16. I mean, McDuffie is a great player. He's going to be great. And I'm very excited for his future with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, I mean, if you were to close your eyes and envision, just envision. There's one guy who needs to be at the top of every draft board. was the greatest player in the history of the NFL. If he was just a veteran, I bet you it sounds like a Hall of Famer. And that guy's name is John Bro. Peace, ladies and gentlemen. Happy one year. Yes, sir.